Imagine a building, multiple stories with tiny little rooms and beds inside them, filled with sick people. That's not hard to imagine, is it? It's a hospital. And Lord knows with the influenza and pneumonia, we've been there as a community a lot recently. And maybe we haven't gone, but our friends or our neighbors or our family have been to the hospital. We are blessed. We're blessed to be in an area that has such good hospitals with good medical care. People that care for the sick, doctors and nurses and aides, medicines that help people get better. The hospital is not a place where we want to go, but it is a place of healing and hope. Now, imagine. Imagine if I would have asked the same group of people, disciples in Jesus' time, to imagine a large building with many tiny rooms where the sick go. First of all, they would be thinking I was crazy because Buildings of that size just didn't exist in the ancient world where Jesus was. But the hospital, the idea of a hospital, was centuries still out to be invented. At Jesus' time, it would have thought a crazy idea to bring the sick together in one place To bring all the unclean people, those who are struggling with illness, to bring them together? Why, that just is crazy. You see, there was a connection between illness and spirit. A connection that was thought to be one of separateness, of brokenness, of being apart from God. If you were sick, because you did something wrong. And maybe you didn't do something wrong, but you know, your family, somewhere along the line, did something. Illness was seen as something evil. It was something that the demons brought about, or you brought it about on your own sin. It was a sign, an outward sign, of an inward deficiency. Something that needed to be punished Or something that needed to to make amends for. It's that context that Jesus' healing occurs in, in the beginning of Mark's gospel. Jesus proclaims the good news of God. The good news of God is that God is present in this world. That God is present in the very places where life is broken and hurting. That was astonishing. For the good holy people thought of holiness and God as something that was separate from the brokenness of the world. That was good and holy. The brokenness, the illness, that was something away from God. Not only does Jesus talk about God being present, but then through healing, he demonstrates That those who are hurting are very much a part of the heart of God. Jesus goes and and reaches out 
and literally lifts up, resurrects, raises up Simon, mother-in-law, who is in bed with a fever. And in that action, we see where this story is heading. This story of Jesus, this story of God. It's heading in the direction of healing and hope. It's heading in the direction where those who are broken are reconnected with God's grace and love and forgiveness. New life is possible. So what does that have to do with us? Well, each of us finds ourselves broken. Again, think back to going to those hospitals. How often have we been there? How often have our loved ones been there? How often have we struggled with illness in our families, among our friends? Now, we may not think of it as they did in the first century, that that illness is something to do with demons and being apart or separate from God. But you know, when you're in that ill place, when you're hurting in mind, body, and spirit, it can feel like you are separated. Separated from life, separated from those you love, and yes, even separated from God. How often have I heard in those places people say, well, where is God? Or why is God having all of this happen to me? That is the cry of, of, of being apart. And it's in very those times, it's in those places that we need to hear the good news. The good news is that God is present. And even if we can't feel or understand that presence, God's presence is right there in the hardest moments of our life. In the struggles and the difficulties we face. The good news is that God seeks the wholeness, putting back together of our life and the life of all creation. And we can trust. We can place our faith in God to be there, to give us the strength, and the courage, and the wisdom, and ultimately to bring the healing that goes beyond our own ideas and imagination. So this story is for us. But it's not just for us. And this is the part two that's real important as well. Jesus heals Simon Peter's mother-in-law. And as a result, she is able to serve them. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Yeah, Jesus heals him so that way he gets his breakfast. Typical man. No! The act of healing allows her to regain her position in the household. A position of honor, a position of service. The community is broken as she lies in bed. And when Jesus heals, he allows for there to be restoration for the whole. 
and allows for there to be service. And so it is with our healing. So it is with this good news that touches down in our lives. This news that we can trust in God's presence in matter what we face. As a community, we are invited to go beyond. To serve. We are invited to go to the neighboring towns. What the community got wrong back in Jesus' time, what he needed to go to the next town, was they thought that healing was just for them. They thought it was their own private little connection with God, yea, us. They forgot is that the gospel, the good news, drives us as a community beyond ourselves. It drives us out there into this broken world, a world that is separated by sin, by greed, by racism, by all the things that pull people apart and keep them from helping one another. Jesus' grace and love and healing of our lives is for the sake of the world. We are invited to be a living building of hope and compassion that cares beyond ourselves and beyond these walls. We are invited to imagine. Imagine that God is using us and our wonderfully broken, our wonderfully healed lives for the sake and the healing and the wholeness of the world. Imagine that. Amen.